Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where the podcast that is devoted to helping you clarify your message so more customers engage. JJ, it's great to be back with you. Good to be with you, Don. JJ Peterson is our co-host, Dr. JJ Peterson. The very one. Dr. J. <laughs> you really like calling me that. I do. I, and you know what? Surprisingly, you're very good at basketball. <laughs> yes, yes. You're for actually being a great shot. Five, three, and three quarters. Yeah. 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 So the name fits in that sense, too. I got too. skills. Brother, we are almost done with season one. Is that crazy? This is episode six. We devoted one episode to each part of the story brand framework. Yeah. And today is failure. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are both experienced. I, that's why. It's like I'm really good at this one. Like, Name a category. I've failed <laughs> yes, at it. Yes, exactly. The other ones, like, you know, I have experience, but this one, <laughs> I own. I own this one. Success seems like a myth to me, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the next episode. <laughs> Failure. Why in the world would you need to talk about potential failure as a business person? I mean, you've coached with hundreds of story brand clients now, and I think we're all afraid on our website and our marketing copy to say, "Listen, customers, if you don't do this, things are going to be really bad for you." It, I just, I hate, even saying that, I feel like I'm being manipulative or whatever. Yeah, it's not manipulative though when you're showing people what they're avoiding. It's not. It people feel an internal pain already. Yeah. You're just kind of speaking to that and say, "We understand you. We get that this is what you're afraid of. If you're hiring a lawn company, you don't want your lawn to die two days after I've come in and put it in. Right. So you have to speak to that. Hire me, and your lawn won't die two days after we yeah. put it in. And you won't have to do all the sweaty lawn work and all that yeah. stuff. Failure, failure, failure. And when we say failure, what we really mean is what's going to happen? What are the consequences of not doing business with you? And it's got to be part of your story. Now, I remember recently we were creating a website, to a landing page to try to sell something. And I hired a consultant to just read through it and say, hey, check my math, make sure everything's great. And one of the things she said was, Don, you've got to add some copy about what it's going to be lost if, if they don't buy this thing. And so, man, we wrote this copy. What's the cost of not buying this you know what's it going to cost you have a confusing message what's it going to cost you to not have a good elevator pitch what's going to cost you if your team's not unified sales went up and i hated putting i cringed (laughs) as i put it up there but you know here's the thing and you and i both know this because of our background in screenwriting if you don't add into the story a lot of conflict a lot of things could go bad for liam neeson if he doesn't find the terrorist (laughs) His daughter could die. Oop, that was a close one. He almost got his finger blown off disarming that bomb or yeah, whatever. Yeah. If you don't add that, you've got no story. Yeah. So, you know, as screenwriters, you and I would put that in there all day. Yeah. But when it comes to writing a sales letter, we don't want to do it. Yeah. We want to live in success. Right. But there has to be just that little element of what are you helping your customer avoid? Yep, exactly. And, you know, I've learned to do it. I, I learned to make myself put it in there. I've learned to kind of enjoy it. And here's the thing. If you're worried about doing that, you're not naturally manipulative anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to come off like a manipulator when you're scared to death to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, it's just not going to, it's not going to happen. No, it can go too far. If you're saying, if you don't use this product, you're going to die. die, then it kind of. Right. I come out of, I, I know that you have like a faith background too. I come out of the Southern Baptist church and I swear like the church shrunk because our parents generation just kept telling everybody they're going to go to hell and yeah. people just, just kind of went i'm just over it i'm just tired of yeah. listening to this yeah if you're selling lawn equipment don't tell people they're going to go to hell they're really not the lawn equipment isn't in that equation yeah. theologically <laughs> but we do have to say this stuff you know our 
guest today is a guy named Ray Edwards, and I've come to And love. how does Ray feel about being the expert in failure on this <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Ray, we need an episode on failure. You're the You're first person we, we thought we of. We thought of you immediately. <laughs> well, amazingly, we shouldn't have thought of him because he's an unbelievable winner. He's written for Tony Robbins. He's written for major banks. He's written for uh, you know everybody, you name it. He's got three books out, uh, Riding Riches, uh, Just Get Started, Tips for Starting, Running, and Growing Your Online Business, Money Words, Easy to Use Copywriting and Marketing Secrets that Help You Sell More. These are the kind of books I like reading, you know, because I do have to write a lot of sales copy, but almost also I write books and I like figuring out how to, you know, convince people of an idea. Ray's one of my favorite kind of writers because he really pulls no punches. He's also a wonderful human being. Yeah. Ray is uh, one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. He has no interest in helping you get rich for riches' sakes. He want he wants to help you uh, live with purpose, and sometimes it takes money to have uh, you know a strong impact in the world. If you want to create a orphanage or something, you got to pay for it. Yeah. And so he loves giving money, getting money into the hands of the good guys. And one of the other reasons that I love Ray, fascinatingly, I don't know if you know this, I met with Ray and recorded this interview at Blackberry Farm, and Blackberry Farm is this really beautiful kind of high-end farm resort outside of Knoxville that I probably couldn't afford to go, except I won a contest, yeah, won a, contest. a marketing and contest. And so did he. And so did he, and we got to spend time together, and I thought, I'm going to be able to interview him. So we were three days together. We had tons of wine, the best food I've ever eaten, and I just had a great time with Ray. Got to know him personally a little bit. Uh, just a firm believer in everything that he does. But this this cat can write. I mean, he knows how to write a sales letter. And one of the things we talk about in this interview, we talk about a lot. Uh, if you need to write good sales letters or automated email campaigns, you're going to want to get out a, a pad and paper and take notes as I talk to Ray because I got straight to the meat. But one of the things we talked about is this fear we have of helping people avoid consequences or talking about potential negatives if they don't buy our product. Hey, before we go to this interview, I want to tell everybody about 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. Go to 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. Either spell it out or just use the number, 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. I've recorded three approximately five-minute videos that are going to help you perfect your website. If you don't think you're turning enough browsers into buyers, if you don't think your message is getting through on your website, you're probably saying too much and you're probably disobeying one of these critical rules for creating a website. I'm telling you, you're, you've spent a bunch of money on your website and it's not working as well as it could. It will after you go to 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. If you don't want to go to the website, you're driving down the road, fire me an email. Just send it to makeover at storybrand.com. Send an email to makeover at storybrand.com. You don't have to put anything in the subject line. You don't have to say anything. And I will email you the link to that first video and you can get started. Don't delay. 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. Go today. It's a fantastic interview, so let's just get right to it. Episode six, Building a Story Brand Podcast. Here is Ray Edwards. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. It's yeah. my pleasure. I'm a fan of your work, which is weird to say. Do you, do you have people who are fans of copywriters? I mean, they come to you and say, man, I just love that. That, you know, that the letter that you sent about the uh, shark vacuum was amazing. You know, we do have that, and it is kind of weird. It's kind of nerdy. <laughs> uh, but um, I was one of those fanboys a long time ago. I used to there were I, there were guys that wrote copy that I would say to them, "I'm, I'm a real fan of your work." Yeah, I read that letter you wrote about warts. 
It was just wart <laughs> removal. It was great. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to be criticized for saying this probably, but there is something like composing a symphony, something like creating a song, something like narrating a story or creating a story. You are trying to guide people's emotions and trying to call them to action to actually do something, which is a skill. There are rules to it, and there are formulas, and there are you know, endless things you can do within those formulas, but there are very real formulas. And people who do it well, you tend to admire that. And uh, you're one of those guys for me and for a lot of people. Well, I've gotten my $10 out of this interview. <laughs> so, no, I, I get what you're saying. And, and I, you know, it's like, to me, it's like any other kind of writing. There are structures and formulas that some people think once you know them, it kind of takes the romance out of it. But mm. really, it's within that structure that you're able to be free to exercise your art and your creativity. Right. right. That's what sets you free. Yeah. It's those rules and boundaries that allow you to express yourself exactly. in art. And, but we're talking about sales letters, sales emails, uh, things like this. Uh, probably most of the people listening are driving to work. When they sit down at some point today at the office, they're going to have to email somebody and try to convince them to do something. Whether it's a mass email blast that they're trying to buy a product or they're trying to negotiate with a vendor or whatever. These are skills. You have skills that we need to learn. This particular episode, we're talking about that failure bucket. We're talking about the fact that in a narrative, it has to be possible for things to go wrong or there is no suspense in the story. And when we apply that to branding, our customers have to know what's at stake in the negative sense if they don't do business with us. Otherwise, they'll lose interest in our product or our brand. And uh, I want to know where does that component of things could go bad for you if you don't uh, buy this uh, fit into uh, sales copy? Well, so I have a, a framework that I use when I'm writing sales copy, and I call it the pastor framework. And it's not about being a preacher unless mm -hmm. you're supposed to be, then, right. then you should definitely be one. Uh, but it's, I, I think of pastor as the, uh, the, the original meaning of the word was to shepherd. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think of it as we're shepherding people to a decision. And it's either yes or no. And I don't really want to get married to the outcome of, I have to sell you this. Right. Because when I do that, then I stop being interested in what's good for you. And I start being interested only in what's good for me. So if I take the shepherd's approach, the shepherd's job is to protect the sheep, mm -hmm. right? And so if we look, if we approach it from that way, then we're, we're caretakers of a decision. And so the framework, the acronym PASTOR stands for person, mm -hmm. problem, pain. And then the A, the next part of the acronym is about amplifying the problem and the pain that will result if you don't solve the problem. Because I think we are creatures of, our, one of our greatest skills is denial. Hmm. We smoke cigarettes and we tell ourselves, it's okay, I, I feel fine. Right. I've smoked cigarettes for 10 years. But the, the truth is somebody needs to throw a bucket of cold water on our head and say, look, <laughs> this is if you keep doing stuff. this, you, your lungs are going to look like these lungs I have in this jar here. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those no. talks. It's disgusting, but it's effective. It's like it gets your attention. So I think we have to show people the cost of not solving the problem. There is an internal resistance to a lot of people listening right now, and they're saying, I don't want to be manipulative. I don't want to be sleazy, but that's not what you're talking about. And, and I think it's good for us as business leaders and representative brands to Understanding exactly what we're talking about, that, that we have to shepherd people away from problems. You know, it was a big deal for me at StoryBrand to realize when people come through the framework and understand it and apply it to their brand, uh, their revenue almost always increases and they're able to hire more people. So what I'm saving them from is stagnant business growth, declining business growth, uh, being misunderstood in the marketplace, uh, being lost in a sea of noise. And to be able to really own that 
in my heart, right? To mm-hmm. be able to own that mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is a responsibility that I have to help these people takes away that manipulative feeling that I get. And if we, if we don't have a product that doesn't help somebody avoid some kind of pain or consequence, we're probably not selling very much of that product, right? Because people, exactly. re- people are trying to solve their problems. That's why they're coming to us, almost everybody listening to this. Exactly. How, how did you, did, was there ever a season where you, you went through that shift? You said, hey, I am no longer uncomfortable talking about the potential pain that people might experience if they don't buy this product. Yeah, I really, uh, I struggled with that for some time because I felt like uh, I was being manipulative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact is, I think up until that point, I was because I, what, to me, manipulation has a lot to do, if not everything to do with your intent. Right. What, what is my intent? And I could be wrong. I could intend that you do this and it's for your good. And I could be wrong about that. But that's true of many things. So I can't, right. I have to, I have to believe I'm as right as I know how to be about the answer to this problem. And I want the best for you. So I want you to have the problem solved. I mean, if I like to use extreme examples to illustrate the point, if I found the cure for cancer and I had it written down on a sheet of paper, even if it cost a hundred thousand dollars, I'd be running around to everybody right. who had cancer saying, look, you, you, you must have this, yeah. you need it. Yeah. And so, that's easy for us. What gets harder is the guy who has a lawn care business. And now we're, you're asking him, well, describe for your customer the negative consequences of not having you take care of their lawn. And the fact is, I don't think it's any different. It's the, um, you know, the, the value of your property goes down. You're, you're hurting the value of property in the neighborhood. The aesthetic beauty that you enjoy or don't enjoy is affected by how your environment looks. Maybe it affects your family because your wife wishes you do something about all those weeds in the yard. Mm. So there are negative consequences. Or lost time for having to do it yourself. And exactly. Time. And I look at it this way. We are going to pay one way or another. We're either going to pay the money for the product or the service, or we're going to pay the consequences of not solving whatever the problem is. Yeah. So one way or the other. And I think for us as communicators and persuaders, it's all about making clear what the cost of inaction is. And if you're okay with that, then I'm okay with you being okay with it. When a client comes to you and says, hey, will you write some copy for us? What are the lists that you make before you even begin to compose this sales email or email blast? Well, I, I do start with uh, like with the acronym. I put it in order. Right. I start with the person that I'm writing to. And what, what is, fill that out a little bit. What do, you, what do we need to know about the person? So uh, my, my usual answer is everything. I want to know everything <laughs> I possibly can. So if I'm working with a company that has good customer records, then I start with all the demographics that they have. Mm. And then I, I heard uh, Michael on the first episode of this uh, show talk about uh, demographics and psychographics. Mm-hmm. And you guys discussed that. Yeah. And so then I want to know that stuff. I want to know, well, what TV shows do they watch? What movies do they like? What, how do they vote? Um, you know, where do they, what part of town do they live in? What's the attitude that they, uh, the atmosphere of their workplace. And I try when I'm writing sales copy, I really sit down and, um, close my eyes. And as weird as this sounds, I will imagine myself living out the day of the person that I'm writing to. Wow. And I'll, I'll walk through from the moment they wake up in the morning. I mean, this is basically, this is what novelists do when they're trying to create characters. I mean, you, you, you really get into it that much. Yeah, and that's, that's what makes your copy effective because what you're really doing is you're taking time to think about the other person, the person on the other end of what you're writing. And if you can put yourself in their place and you live out a little bit of their life, then you're going to speak to them in their language. Right. And you're going to say things that are meaningful to them and touch the emotional points that really make sense in their life. Not just, you know, my product is great because it has all these features, but you can talk about how it integrates into their life. So I talk about, 
I think about that person, everything I can possibly find out about them. I walk myself through their day. I want to know what keeps them awake at night, what their fears, their frustrations, their anxieties are. And people do get a little weirded out by this. They're like, man, that's a lot of negative. Mm. Are you selling with a negative? Mm. Well, yes, <laughs> because mm. there's a there's a negative consequence to not... Uh, bringing in the story brand team, for instance, to help with your branding. Right. There's a negative consequence uh, if you if you vote. I'm not going to go one way or the other, but if you vote in an election, there's going to be a negative consequence if you make the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the same with buying a car or hiring a service to clean your house or which orthodontist you choose for your kids. And so I think we really we owe it to our customers to let them know. Look, here's the cost of not buying, and you get to decide whether you're okay with it or not, but this is what it's going to cost you if you don't buy this. Right. Wow. So it's and so you're making these lists. This is the person. This is the problem they're experiencing. What was the third P? There was a. It's the pain. The pain. So the pain, and this is important. I'm glad you brought that up because it's the felt pain. We think we we have our own idea. Well, the pain of not buying my service or buying my product or engaging me in this capacity. I think I know what the pain is, but what is the pain the other person feels? Because so the problem is, uh, you know, you got weeds in your lawn, the neighbors are getting frustrated with you. The pain is embarrassment, right? It's exactly. the feeling. So it's the, what, what we would call in story brand framework, the external and internal problem. Precisely. Right? This is, and this is why I love story brand so much, because it is like a master framework that I think knowing the story brand framework makes writing copy much more powerful. A lot of it I was doing intuitively, but when... When I saw the framework, I was like, I smacked myself in the forehead and said, of course, this yeah. this brings everything together. It simplifies and clarifies where we're headed with the message. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, so then you, you got the external problem. You, you just go through a list of how, what people are feeling. How, how important is it for that one line in that email or that sales letter of you probably know how it feels or we understand how it feels to X? What is the power of that in the human brain as a, as a person's reading it? I think it's immeasurable. It's extremely powerful if you get it right. And that's the thing that you have to be the most careful with. Because if you say, we understand what it's like, and then you follow that up with a sentence or a phrase, you better have Clearly the sentence or phrase right. Clearly not understanding what it's right. Yeah, yeah if, if you like... say the wrong thing, then th their immediate reaction is delete. Right. B because, you know, I don't ever want them to say out loud as they hit the delete key, no, you don't. Click. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so those are the P's, and then the A is to amplify. And what do you? And how do you amplify? What do you mean? Do you kind of wake people up to this toothache that they have? They've they've forgotten they had. Right. So you know, well, let's take a toothache as an example. So you've got this throbbing toothache. It's in the back of your mind all the time. You chew on one side of your mouth because it hurts more to chew on the left side of your mouth. And if you don't do something about it, you could end up having a root canal or worse, jaw surgery or gum surgery. Hmm. It's as simple as that. You're just amplifying. You're turning up the volume. And saying, hey, as much as it hurts right now, you might think you can ignore it and get to get to the point where you're used to it, but it could get worse, and it could get a lot worse. Yeah. And sometimes I'll actually use that phrase. It could, it could it get, could a, lot get worse. a lot worse. Yeah, this thing could keep going. Man, you're making me want to sit down and write a sales letter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, S. So S is uh, the story, and this is where it's the it's the kind of the microscopic, shrunk down version of the story brand framework where you you walk them through that whole idea of there's a, there's the problem that you're, you're the character mm -hmm. the person I'm writing to and you don't explicitly say all this to them of course yeah. you have to be more elegant than that yeah. but you're putting you're stepping in as the guide really at this point mm -hmm. and say I know the way out of this 
And here's what happens when you find your way out of it. And it might be, what I love is when there's an opportunity to say, I had this problem myself. Right. And this is what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And now I'm through it. I've conquered it and I've got a path and I cleared a path for you. And I can show you how to avoid the mistakes that I made. And if you can use that kind of language and either it's the owner of the company or the inventor of the product or the process or the service, if you're a service provider, it's, it's usually so easy because you've got tons of stories about your customers. Right. So this, the S, the story blends into the testimony. It could be the story of your other customers you've solved the problem for. Mm-hmm. And then you can roll right into the offer and the offer is, really, here's what I have to sell you, or here's what I have to show you. If you're in an email, you're probably not selling them something straight out in the email. You want them to go to a web page, or you want them to make a phone call, and that's the offer. The offer is, let's get on the phone, and we'll see if this is a good fit for you. Yeah. Or let's come to the website, and let me show you a video, you know, like your a marketing makeover video. Yeah. I'll show you how this process works. So that's the offer. And then the R is the response. You're just asking them to do something. Either call me on the phone, or hit the reply key on your keyboard, and email me back, or click on this button and go to the website. That's awesome. So, I mean, I, you just gave us a framework, everybody listening, that they can go to the office and P-A-S-T-O-R, listen to this podcast again, rewind it, and get a good rough draft of a good sales. I mean, I'm thinking now, even as I talk to you, man, we need one of these for our high-end private workshops, for our facilitator workshops. We need a, a letter. You put it in a PDF form, put some graphics on it, and just have it, uh, you know, in in a drawer on your computer, if if you will, that yes. you can send out when you need it. And uh, I want to follow through on this. Absolutely, and you can also use it if you write blog posts. Oh um, yeah, it's anything a great you write. I mean, you, ultimately, we're always persuading people mm-hmm. somehow. We're persuading them to buy something, or do something, or believe something. What do you say? There are probably some people going as you say the word persuade. Uh, I know there's some pushback to any sort of corporation, anybody trying to sell me anything. And, you know, as I've been in this business for a while now, and I interact with guys like you, uh, guys like, you know, Mike Hyatt and Jeff Walker and these guys. I, I want these guys to be the one persuading people because I've had private conversations with them and they're great, integratable guys. And to me, if we don't persuade people, somebody more corrupt is, and I'd rather have the microphone. Than that <laughs> yes. guy, right? Yes, absolutely. So whenever somebody says, "Oh, don't be a salesy, pushy, whatever," and and I understand that, that, that you can take that too far, I think no, I I would rather have the microphone than yield it to somebody who's going to do terrible things. Well, yes, I think you're absolutely right. And then the other the other thing that I always like to think about is the fact that it's only it only feels salesy if it's presented to the wrong person. Mm. If they if, don't need it or want it or can't afford it, it or, or they can't afford it or they're not interested in it, then it feels pushy to them because it's not right. for them. Yeah. And so that's where the knowing who you're writing to comes in. And, you know, there's a difference, I think, between persuasion and manipulation. And I like to say that persuasion is something that I do for you, and manipulation is something that I do to you. That's good. Ray, this was an amazing interview. You are a master at your craft, and I'm grateful that you took the time. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much, Don. So now's the time in our podcast where we do our website critique. And today we thought we'd do something a little bit different. We would try a live website critique where we call somebody and actually rip apart their <laughs> website. <laughs> rip apart's not live. the right no, word. No, not at all. Not at all. Being encouraged, encouraged strongly. No, help somebody out with their <laughs> messaging and help them move forward. So we're going to get Brenda on the line here. Hey, Brenda, how are you doing? Hi, hi guys. I am very uh, excited. Brenda, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, we are a third-party uh, electrical maintenance contractor, and we work with commercial property managers, and we help them keep their lights on. 
and make sure the equipment that, the, that runs the power throughout their buildings, whether it's a high-rise or whatever, it's in compliance, and also it, it um, functions as the way it should be. So are you the person that gets called when a tree falls on a telephone pole and we can't finish making popcorn? <laughs> well, well, kind of. I, I have received calls like that. When a transformer blows up and there's 2,000 people out of uh, power, yes. So we're going to be looking at your um, website, and I know that you know some of just what you just said is a little bit of you have a lot of kind of inside language in your industry, and we understand that going into the website critique. But uh, for the people who are outside of your industry, they're not going to fully understand everything either. And so we're going to, just going to come at this from a fresh perspective. And your website is ftbateam.com. And I got to tell you, first impression, it's beautiful. I think Pittsburgh is one of those beautiful cities in the country. And you open up with this beautiful shot of Pittsburgh. You're doing so much right here. It's a great visual image. You've got very few words on the website. It's visually stunning. You want to sit and look at it. It doesn't feel overwhelming. You're not handing me too much information. Uh, so a lot is going on uh, right. JJ and I put together a list of things that we think would get an even better response and uh, JJ, why don't you start? Well, Brenda, you know, as always, we talk about when we come to a website, we want the website to pass the grunt test. We want people to be able to answer three simple questions, grunt back to us three answers to questions. The first one is, what do they do? The second is, how do they make my life better? And the third is, how do I get it? And when I look at your website and we just come up on the first screen here above the first fold, I look at this whole thing. It's a beautiful image. There's some great simplicity and everything, but I can't actually tell what you do, how it makes my life better or how to get it right off the bat. So that's what, that's the first thing I would say is like, if you were to say just in maybe one sentence tagline, what you do, what would you say? Simplify electrical maintenance. When you simplify electrical maintenance, I see that right up here above your your uh, your logo, but it's in really small text. Yeah. So if, if if you are simplifying electrical maintenance, how does that make my life better if I'm your customer? Well, as my customer, you have a responsibility to keep tenants happy, that they don't have tenants knocking on their door saying, look, we don't have any power or our computer crashed or what's going on. So that person who's responsible is who I directly support. So we want to find a way when we go to your website, you've got the word power here, which is, is very powerful visually, but what it doesn't say is call you whenever the lights go out or call you uh, in order to do routine maintenance so the electricity never goes out or call you so that the internet never goes out. Mm. If you say those things, then I know, okay, that's what you do and that's how it makes my life better. And I think you'll see a better response to just come out and say it. A lot of times we're so close to our product or service, we assume people know more than they actually know. Now your clients may be coming to this website, they already know it, but even then you wanna reinforce it. You wanna like, you wanna brand, it's called branding, right? Have you ever branded a cow, Brenda? And no, but I live close to them, but no. Yeah, it's a <laughs> messy <haven't>. process. <laughs> I mean, you got to get down on the hind legs. You got to stamp that thing. And you kind of want to do that 
kindly to your customer, right? You want to say, you will call us <laughs> when right. the power goes out. Or uh, to an electric company, call us when you're short-staffed. We can go out and fix it, whatever you do. But you want to say that instead of the word power, what I like is you're not using very many words. I just want a few more words, and I want them to say, that's exactly why I call you. For instance, if I have a car wash, and I'm trying to get people to come to my car wash, and it's the most powerful jet propulsion car wash in the city, and I use the word power, you can see I'll be losing sales because nobody knows what that means. Right. It needs to say, come here to wash your car. So I, I think uh, it could use a little improvement in that way. Again, that fix is going to cost you absolutely nothing. I mean, it's just so easy to make that. Uh, the other thing, JJ, we were talking about the top right uh, where you've got some words here, home, partner, services, educational courses, and contact. I, th I think that's okay. We don't like a lot of a lot of buttons in the top right. But I would say your direct call to action is probably schedule service or what do you need people to do in order to uh, have a, a financial exchange with them? You need them to call you and schedule an appointment? Yeah, most, most people call and ask. Uh, they'll either call me or they'll email me. And, um, you know, they, they will contact that way. Um, it's a, lo a lot of what I do is driven by I have to do a building assessment to see what they have and what they need to do in order to get them a proposal. So we want in the top right corner of your website, which is the first place that the eye goes, we want schedule an assessment. Instead of contact. Mm -hmm. Instead of contact. We want oh. bright red letters or a color that stands out, schedule an assessment. Uh, that's probably the most important button. And then right below, you just said something that was really interesting. If we scroll down your webpage, you've got a paragraph. It's called, We Think You Are the Hero. Okay. Uh, it's really great language. I want to bump that paragraph down. And right here, I want three uh, sort of icons. And one would say, schedule an assessment. Then it would have the number two. And it would say, uh, we will deliver a, a, a customized report to you. And three, let's execute the plan and start saving you money. Mm. So I want three. I want three icons that spell out a plan that your customer can walk through in order to do business with you. Yeah, you say here we can't solve all your problems, but we can help you make a plan. Show them what that plan is so that they know how to kind of trust you and walk through the process. Okay. So that would just okay. be step one, step two, step three. Just simplify. Even though we know your process is much more complicated than that, I'm assuming through the assessment and everything, but simplify it. Um, when we were looking at this paragraph, the paragraph that starts with, we think you are a hero, uh, we really like that in where you're making your customer the hero. I would probably tone, not tone it down, but take out a few of those words, like shorten that paragraph up because probably people are not going to read two paragraphs right there. They're not going to get into it. So I would just take a couple sentences out that really highlight exactly what you're trying to get across. So we think you're the hero. And then when you say you're bombarded every day with demands, that's great that are out of your control. And you hit a couple of those and then say, so we're going to come alongside you and help you solve your problems. Because those are the internal problems. Those are the external problems that your customers are facing. And the plan will overcome that. Mm, okay. And you really just want two ideas. When, you, when a customer leaves this website or comes to this website, you want them getting two ideas. 
We are your one-stop shop for all your electrical maintenance and call me. That's it. We are your one-stop shop and call me. And, and you can say more than that on the website, but I would say that over and over and over and reinforce it again and again and again because it takes about eight times for people to hear it before they actually get it. And so when you have a long paragraph with a bunch of other ideas, that can sometimes be fine, but I don't feel like you've punched hard enough on saying, we can solve all your electrical maintenance problems, call me. Wow. Well, Brenda, thanks so much. Uh, the site looks awesome. I don't see a whole lot that you're going to have to change. It really looks good. You know, th we could keep going on about this website. For purposes of the podcast, though, uh, we'll just uh, call it that. I think you've got some great changes that you can make. You should definitely see an uptick in business. Brenda, thanks for letting us look at your website. Thanks for being a fan of StoryBrand. If you make these changes, it's definitely, definitely going to make a difference. Hey, I do appreciate it, guys. Really, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we certainly appreciate Brenda letting us look at her website. A lot of changes that she can make. They were super easy, super cost-effective. Again, we have so many clients who spend enormous amounts of money on their websites. They get no response. All they need to do is change their messaging, get it dialed in, and they see an uptick. Brenda's not going to be any different. That was a no-brainer. Listen, if you want us to review your website in person, live with me in the room on a giant television screen in front of about 50 other business leaders, come see us in Nashville. It's a two-day workshop called the StoryBrand Marketing Workshop. You can register at storybrand.com. We will take you through the seven-part framework, filter your message, create a compelling message you can use, translate it into a website that you'll create, automated email campaigns, elevator pitches, keynotes. I mean, you are going to have the language dialed in, but you've got to register. Go to storybrand.com and register right now. Music from today's episode. We're so grateful for Andrew Bell. He's so talented. It's from his album, Blackberry. He donated it to us because he's a fan of us. We are huge fans of him. Andrew, thanks for the music. Our aim with this podcast is always to help you stand out in a sea of noise by getting crystal clear with your messaging. Hopefully we've helped you today on behalf of the StoryBrand team. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.